Good Sunday evening, everybody. It's Ryder Carlton Holden uh, coming to you guys uh, with today's episode, uh, which will focus on theme, dialogue, research, and naming books. Uh, it's been quite a while since I've actually focused on the craft of writing and different techniques and different considerations uh, when it comes to uh, being a writer. Uh, I am, I, I guess I'm in that, that headspace because I just finished and released Genosi uh, de Rwanda uh, on today and yesterday. So I'm so excited that that's out now on Kindle and in paperback. Uh, it is available uh, around the world and I pray, I pray that you guys will pick it up because it's my, my most important and personal uh, book to date. But again, just to focus on the topic on today, uh, as a writer and speaking to fellow writers out there or even aspiring writers, uh, a few things that we have to consider uh, when writing books are, are, in fact, theme, dialogue, research, and naming the books. Uh, not necessarily in, in order of importance, but I will go ahead and start with talking about theme and uh, why I really um, respect uh, knowledge of the theme and what theme is uh, for those who may not know what that means. Well, when we're talking about theme, what we're talking about is your why, your message um, for uh, your book. It may be more than one message. I know oftentimes, uh, all the time, I, I never focus on one particular theme. It may be one main theme. Uh, for example, in my book, Genosi de Rwanda, uh, my biggest overarching theme is division. And so the division that the Rwandan genocide caused um, in Rwanda back in 1994 uh, between the Hutus and Tutsis and even within families um, and just, um, yes, even within uh, certain ethnic groups. So uh, I do find a lot of uh, hinting at different ways of showing that division in the book, uh, whether it comes to my character's desires, you know, for example, uh, wanted to get revenge um, against the Hutus who have committed genocide on uh, hundreds of thousands of Tutsis. Um, it can come from the actions that they uh, commit, which will again emphasize um, the whole theme or message of the book. Um, their speech, what do they talk about? You know, I can, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of slick, I will be honest. Um, if you're not paying attention with me when I write, I will have characters use certain words that outright are a form of an expression of the theme. Uh, for example, again, in Genosi de Rwanda, uh, and this is not anything in particular from the book, but let's say I wanted to, to emphasize uh, division uh, using a character's speech. Well, I could have them use words that are uh, synonymous with, with division, like a split, um, or outright say something like divide, you know, Subtle things like that, which will have a reader in that mindset of thinking about the vision. 
Uh, again, what are the thoughts that a character is having? How do they dress? Um, and also, what type of summary or descriptions of the setting uh, do you as a writer um, create in your books? Uh, summaries are a wonderful opportunity uh, to emphasize your theme, to re to underscore uh, whatever your themes are. You know, whether it comes to the way you describe the setting, uh, again, certain, um, yeah, the way a character is dressed. Uh, for example, um, again, are they beatniks? Are they trying to stand out uh, and be uh, individuals or just, you know, go against the grain? Well, again, that type of thing can show, again, somebody separating themselves uh, from the uh, general stream of society and reemphasize division between individuals. You know, this is just, again, I'm just giving a general, a general outline of how to apply a theme and have it. And this is the most important reason why I love knowing my theme or themes in my book, because they help me, uh, they help inform how my characters are going to to, to act, they're going to speak what they want, what they think about, how they dress. Uh, and, you know, it will also, again, as far as the actions are concerned, it's going to help me as a writer create and be focused in on what kinds of uh, events I can create for my plot. So theme is quite important. It's critical. So, um, so that you as a writer uh, understand and have focus uh, on uh, for your creativity. I think that, and I've I've learned. I remember when I read, and I was re I referred to Gabrielle Rico, uh, who has helped me uh, a lot in her book, writing the natural way. Um, and that was one of the things I remember her talking about. It's oftentimes if you give yourself limits or focus as a writer, you actually. Uh, heighten your chances of being more creative because you have that focus. And so uh, you are really um, forcing yourself to uh, home in on the most important and critical possibilities uh, for you know your plot by having that knowledge of your theme. And in other words, why you're writing the book, what message or messages are you trying to convey? Um, you know, so, and again, also I talked about my book, the Damascene court in my last podcast episode. Now in that podcast episode, uh, again, it, one of the themes was division and, and to be more specific, cultural differences between Muslims and Americans. Uh, and so, uh, you will see that, um, I do have instances where, you have a culture clash between Muslims and Americans, like between my main character, uh, Becca Goff, and then uh, the husband of one of her um, clients in a domestic violence uh, support group, um, Hassan Al-Kalber. Uh, also in that book, uh, one of the um, themes in, in mostly all of my books, I love emphasizing how hypocritical and self-serving we as human beings can be. And so you will find again, 
whether it's the character's desires, their actions, their speech, their thoughts, or their appearance. And also in the summaries that I create, I'm emphasizing that selfishness, that uh, arbitrary nature of being a human being, where we oftentimes do things that are to our convenience. So knowing theme is a lot of fun, and I highly recommend, well, you know, as as writers to remember uh, to know before you even start writing, uh, if at all possible, what your message is going to be. So it will inform and give you focus uh, when it comes to creating your book. Now, dialogue. Uh, now, dialogue is also another fun element when it comes to writing a book or writing a story. Uh, number one, it's going to uh, help you engage your reader. It's going. It's like listening to uh, conversation. You know, uh, most times we all, whether we admit it or not, we our ears prick up when we hear a good conversation around us. And so, in the same way, uh, when you as a writer can leverage um, well-crafted dialogue, uh, you can engage your reader and give them something to entertain them. You know, because people when they buy your book, uh, buy my book. They want to be entertained, and so it's very important. It's, it's uh, um, income. It's it's important uh, and critical that we as writers uh, give a reader a good entertaining experience. And one one way we can do that is by creating uh, entertaining and uh, compelling dialogue, um, and that that means that we use it to characterize our our. our our characters, um, making sure that, you know, that the way the characters speak is going to show you exactly what type of person that they are, what type of temperament that they have. So again, it gives you as a writer focus, but in, and at the same time, it gives a reader what they need to know um, about a particular character. And also it's going to move the plot forward. You know, you can, it's, you can simply have a character referred to you know, the next move that's about to be made, you know, um, and or talk about a future goal of their own. You know, maybe they want to, um, you know, for example, uh, in my book, um, Genocida Rwanda, uh, the husband who was a Tutsi uh, talks about getting revenge on the Hutus for something that happens to their family. And so, that will prep the reader that preps my readers uh, to know that what his next decision is going to be. And they understand uh, where that's coming from. It's not all like all of a sudden, boom, this character has made this drastic change in his character. But the dialogue has prepped them and um, helped them understand where the plot was going to be going. Uh, dialogue can also give you context uh, in the in Genocide Rwanda. Uh, the Damascene court, I use foreign words. That is, uh, in Genocide Rwanda, I use French words, uh, Kenya Rwanda, uh, because those are languages that are spoken in, in Rwanda. And also in the Damascene court, I use Arabic, uh, again, because um, I met my villains are Syrian, and so they do uh, speak uh, the Syrian form of Arabic. Uh, you also have place references. Uh, that you can use in dialogue. All of that will help you to build uh, worlds. You know, um, you know if 
you know, it gives a reader context. It helps them to, especially, you know, you never know where a person is from. Your book can be set in their community. And so if you use your dialogue correctly, you're going to create something that uh, the reader can relate to and latch on to and imagine. And so that the book will be that much more realistic for them. Uh, Subtlety. Dialogue should be subtle um, as well, you know, where at all possible. And uh, this is where as writers, we can uh, learn to uh, capitalize on subtext. Um, That is where you have characters they're, they're saying one thing, but they're meaning another. And so uh, this is the, the use of, you know, irony, so to speak. So, um, and I utilize that uh, in my book, uh, The Pumper, um, uh, to a, in one scene in particular. Uh, they're talking about, uh, you know, one thing, but deep down, the readers will understand where I'm going with it. They're actually uh, flirting uh, between one another. You know, my main character, Diamond Young, and then this guy she meets at the club. So they're flirting, uh, using that subtext in her dialogue, saying one thing on the surface, but but meaning another. So you can have a whole lot of fun with subtext. Also sidestepping, you know, this is where um, you have a character. Um, again, they will, they will hear what another character is saying, but at the same time, they themselves will hint at meaning their response will be something different. And the the other person listening, the receiver, may not be privy to what they're talking about. Only the person delivering that line will understand it. So, um, but sidestepping in dialogue is a technique, a strategy uh, for having a character make a point um, that will get a reader thinking. Uh, and also, never being afraid of silences in your dialogue is also important. Uh, so, again, you know, I say all that to say subtlety is a very powerful instrument uh, to writers. Um, you know, when you're just spoon feeding a reader everything, they can pick up on that. Readers are quite intelligent. They can pick up on it and it becomes boring. Uh, but if you use the subtext and uh, they have to think about it. Uh, sidestepping and then silences as well that will draw the readers in make them use their own imagination and so that's going to make you as a writer that much more effective Um, and so use subtlety and I I love subtlety and I utilize it uh, as much as I can Uh, now as well as research another this is my third point uh, discussion point today research 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 you know, when I began my journey as a writer, uh, that's one of the first things I learned about the craft. Uh, you got to research. You got to know uh, the setting, um, you know, the world uh, where your story is going to take place, uh, the, the the different, you know, the ins and out of a character's um, profession, for example, uh, their culture. Um, again, I learned a, a great deal about the Rwandan genocide. You know, I feel so... Uh, developed and privy and knowledgeable after having written that book because I had to do a a great deal of research into the Rwandan genocide back in 1994 so that I could create, recreate that world, that time in history. And so um, research is is one of your best friends 
when it comes to writing a book, in particular when you're doing something like historical fiction, uh, like that book is, Genocide Rwanda. Uh, so, uh, you know, it makes it authentic for the readers and it helps you uh, come up with, um, again, different scenarios. You know, just like theme, if you know, if you know the uh, the cultural background, the the country where um, a, a book takes place, you know, the language or uh, you learn certain, you know, foreign phrases, um, you learn the context, the historical context of that time, you know, how people were acting, what their thought process was like, um, those types of things, when you learn them and research them. It will make your job as a, a writer that much easier. You know, I think once you get that research out of the way, uh, your book becomes so much easier to write. I, I can't emphasize that enough. You know, when I, um, as I was researching, uh, you know, Sidera Rwanda, for example, you know, it, it just gave me that much more uh, fodder uh, to incorporate in the book. Uh, I was able to, again, create different scenarios just like that because. Uh, I knew that these things happened in one way or the other. And so, um, yeah, I can't emphasize research enough. It is one of your best friends uh, as a writer. You research, research, and research some more so that you become, you become, an, you become an expert um, on that world and your books are, will be that much more authentic and easier uh, to write. The last thing, and I see this one a lot, and that's why I also wanted to address this one. You know, how to name books. Uh, well, I, I pretty much, I would say that I approach naming my books pretty much the same way that I name my characters. Um, it oftentimes will coincide with the theme of my book, you know, what I'm trying to um, um, portray, you know, if it's the vision or, you know, again, in my last, my last book, uh, I emphasize just you know, the culture of Rwanda. Uh, and um, so I, all the names will mean something. Uh, and they, they, yeah, they oftentimes may mean something. For example, uh, the, the daughter, the youngest daughter is sorrow. Is sorrow means bead in um, Kenya, Rwanda, one of the languages of Rwanda. And so I, I use that to say that is sorrow was, she was precious like a bead, but also tough like a bead. And so that's one of those things where you as a writer, you, the reader may not know why you named a character uh, what you did unless they research it. But you as a writer, um, that's just one of those inside secrets that you may know. And so it will help inform your writing if you know, again, what the characters names mean, if they have a personal meaning for you. And so um, I wanted to I wanted her to illustrate this young 12 year old uh, to illustrate uh, the power and resilience of human beings. You know, she experienced the Rwandan genocide as a 12 year old. And so and then much later, also in her life, you know, she dealt with the after effects. And so, um, yeah, also besides the theme, besides the naming of your characters coinciding with the theme, uh, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry the, naming, the naming of your books coinciding with the theme. Also, uh, I, I've, I've learned that to use three to four words. Uh, I like short, short titles. Um, I have a few books that are one word titles. And so, um, you know, that can one or two word titles. 
So I love I love short titles. I've even read that, you, you know, you don't want to typically you don't really want to go over four words, but three to four words is a sweet spot, especially three uh, and also preference. You know, it's I think you don't have to really uh, beat yourself up and and rack your brain about picking a title as much as you may think. Uh, what do you want to what do you want to name it? Um, you know, based on just what you like. And again, uh, the fourth point here, what's the overall thrust or feel of your book? You know, what do you find yourself talking about the most? What is a theme that you have not yet um, um, identified in the book? You know, so uh, there are a lot of different ways I've even read. Uh, you know, you can find just from a line in your book, use a line in your book um, as inspiration to to name that book. And so um, just I, I would say pick what feels uh, personally meaningful to you. Uh, and so I know, as you know, Sidera Wanda, it hit me. Uh, I love the French language. So that's why uh, I chose genocidaire, which means, uh, um, again, somebody who commits genocide. Uh, it's also used in English. And so uh, and I, you know, again, I learned that in my research for the book. I'd never heard of that term before, but somebody who commits genocide in particular in Rwandan times, they were called genocidaire uh, by uh, certain people. And so, um, and again, the book was set in Rwanda during the genocide. So I just named it Genocidaire Rwanda. Uh, and also I got inspiration from the, the movie Hotel Rwanda. And so I kind of piggybacked off that. So, you know, it, it can, as you can tell, my thought process was uh, it was sophisticated and it was complex. Let's say that it was complex. And so, um, you know, you can take that page, you know, from from my book, so to speak, and um, utilize it in naming your books. Uh, lastly, you know, give yourself time. I prefer personally to pick my 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 title uh, before I write. Uh, it gives me focus. Uh, and, and, you know, I and I remember I had named this book before I started, if I remember correctly, uh, as you know, Sudara Rwanda. A few of them I didn't name until later, like the Damascene Court. I had written a whole lot of that before I even uh, named it. Uh, but I finally settled on the Damascene Court. I liked the way it sounded. And also it had three words. So it was sweet. And also uh, you know, you can think about what will most likely come up in uh, search search engines uh, for your book or, or on sites like Amazon. What are some some keywords that people are using? And so you want to make your title uh, searchable uh, and findable. So all those different things can come in handy when it comes to uh, naming your books, knowing those different things. So, again, guys. Uh, I just wanted to talk about those things, things today, uh, focus on the craft of writing, theme, dialogue, research, and naming books. Uh, I hope that someone out there benefited from this uh, short discussion on uh, those, those four areas. Um, but uh, yes, you guys have a wonderful uh, rest of your day. And whatever part of the world you're in, thank you as always for listening to uh, Writer Carlton Holden uh, and also reading my books and supporting me. Again, like I said, I just put out Genocida Rwanda. Um, 
I was I wasn't expecting to put it out as soon as I did, but it is out in advance of the of the of the anniversary anniversary of the Rwandan genocide back in 1994 from April to July uh, of that year. And you can also pick out, you know, pick up other other of my books um, on an Amazon nearest you or, you know, you can go to writercarltonholden.com to check me out. Uh, please share, guys, my podcast content. I thank you guys again for your support. It means the world to me. You guys, I love you all, and I will catch you guys on the next episode of my podcast. You guys have a wonderful Sunday, what remains of it. Bye-bye.